Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. If you have an idea on your mind and in your heart and in your soul, you too are a citizen of the city for creatives, New Amsterdam. It's the mayor. Lobo Boys, New Am Sam Radio, as we hit the tail end of season six. Thank you so much for checking out this episode and all the other episodes in the New Amsterdam canon. I can't believe you can say that now, canon. Over 145 mainline episodes and countless bonus episodes are available wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you want some more content behind the scenes of this fast-growing show, become a member of the Boisterous Crew. That's what we call our Patreon, patreon.com slash Boys. We're getting like uh, the full video, access to the interviews before anyone else, show notes, and more. Support the arts and support the homie by becoming a member of the Patreon, patreon.com slash Boys. We call it the Boisterous Crew. And also, graduation day, my book was uh, released a critical acclaim, and it's so glad that many people are checking that out. And I can tell you, writing a book is always a difficult thing. In fact, when I wrote my last book, Pay the Vig, I said, you know what? I'll never write another full-length book again. I get it. It's a process. It's a complicated, difficult, awful, amazing, beautiful, frustrating, just Ah, yay, process. So, so glad to sat, sit and chat with my guest this week. Rebecca Garner is going to do big things when it comes to what she wants to do with her career. Uh, her book, upcoming book, Why Won't My Boobs Grow and Other Annoyances, is a young adult fictional piece I'm sure you're going to enjoy. It might be fun to purchase eventually when it's on sale to give to a relative you know in that coming of age segment. Uh, but anyway, for me, it's really cool to, to really tap into the next generation of authors and what they're planning on and what kind of stories they want to tell. So I'm sure you'll enjoy uh, this talk I had with Rebecca, if you're an author too, hopefully some things you can pull for your own books, known crafts, and something else you want me to tackle, the other kind of authors and genres you want me to sit with, please hit me up on that social media at New Amsterdam on Instagram or at new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. But without any further ado, my chat with Rebecca Garner. Once again, welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creators, thinkers, and doers. It is I, the mayor of Hobo Boys, in the mayor's office, hanging with people who are doing it and doing it well. I have to give it up for my guest this week. Rebecca Garner is going to be the author of the book, Why Will My Boobs Grow and Other Annoyances? And we have to talk about that. Rebecca, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me, Flobo. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So let's start <laughs> before we get to the, to the name of the book, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> but but you, you are an author in a very hotly contested genre, YA <sighs> fiction. Um, I, I, it looks like from someone on the outside that that's like the pool that has like the, the sharks and the lasers and all of that. Why did you decide to jump in and jump into writing in that genre? Um. I have always just, I've loved, I love YA. Um, you know, I'm a 32 year old woman and I still 
love reading YA. Um, so it was just an easy jump for me. I am also a former middle school language arts teacher. So, you know, I, I lived in, you know, kind of that time frame for a good few years. And I actually started writing the book um, when I, I left my job um, teaching language arts. And it just yeah. kind of seems like the, the perfect progression to, to start writing then for that age group that I was no longer directly teaching. Well, shout out to language arts teachers because I have to give up to people who use the word whom in a sentence. I'm always jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but but so let's take a step back. So you were a, a, a teacher and you decided to do this full time, to write full time. Uh, describe to me the decision process to do that in the last day in your normal quote unquote job. How did that work out? Well, so I, I do still have a day job, full, okay. full disclosure. Um, but I did, I, so I left teaching, um, I taught middle school for six years and in that final year, um, I just, I was so burnt out and I thought back to my first year of teaching and there was, you know, um, there were a couple of people I worked with who just, you know, were very disenchanted with the profession and just, you know, kind of complaining all the time. And I said to myself, like, why? Then do something else if you're not happy. And I said, you know, if I ever become that person, I'm getting out. Yeah. I became that person. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like self-reflection moment. Like you are that person now. It's it's time for you to figure out something else that you want to do. Um. And so I did, and I I kind of took a leap of faith. I I said, you know, like I want the opportunity to be able to work on my writing a little bit more. At the mm -hmm. time I was writing, um, I was writing a blog uh, called The Married Cat Lady, which is no longer <laughs> around, but you know. Um, so I was really enjoying that. And as I was like deciding to leave this profession, I was looking for something that would fulfill me um, the same way that teaching had originally. And I thought, well, I always wanted to write a book. I, oh, you know, it was a dream I always had. So that summer, um, so I finished school in June and then I didn't start my new day job until the end of August. So mm -hmm. I started writing my book, um, in that time. So in those couple months I was writing full time. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just the perfect thing, you know, for me to step out of something that wasn't bringing me joy anymore, that I wasn't feeling fulfilled by, um, and into something that I was so excited about and, um, you know, it, very fulfilled by, even though it was just me sitting in this basement writing by myself, I was super jazzed about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so what does that look like when you go into writing mode, I guess after, after you have some free time or when the inspiration strikes, is it kind of like, get away, I'm going to my writing chambers or is it kind of like, are you, do you wait doing other things, inspiration hits you? How does that work? How do you get into that? Well, I'm definitely, I'm a habit writer. Um, you know, like I know every night after my daughter goes to bed, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, I'm going to write or, you know, revise chapters or whatever it is that is on my agenda for that day. Um, you know, when I'm drafting, if the inspiration is not there, I tend to just like stare at the screen, yeah. like, hello, where are the words? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, when I find myself in that position, I sometimes like, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, something else I've written to remind myself that I, I can 
there are words in there. I just, you know, I got to pull them out. <laughs> right. So let's get into it. Uh, the book, Why Won't My Boobs Grow and Other Annoyances. Uh, I, I was like, I'm not sure this is for me, but it kind of is because I was an awkward teen and an awkward <laughs> adult. Uh, walk me through this. Well, how'd you get the title? What's the book about? Give me everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the book is about a 14-year-old girl named Emma, um, and it's written like in diary style. So it's a lot of stream of consciousness where Emma is just trying to figure out life. You know, she's wondering why her boobs won't grow. She's wondering, you know, um, what's going on with her friends and does this boy like her and what does she do with all of this information and how does she deal with all of it and, you know, all of that good stuff that comes along with being a teenager, friends and love and first kisses and awkward experiences, all of that, yeah. um, which was inspired by, you know, my career as a middle school teacher, but also even more so by my teenage self. Mm. I have a huge soft spot for my teenage self. Like when I was writing the blog that I mentioned before, um, I had found a letter that 13 year old me had written to 18 year old me. And it was right. so corny and so silly, but I was just like, oh, I just wanna go give 13 year old Rebecca a hug <laughs> and tell her it's okay. And that her boobs are gonna grow. That was a big worry for me. Right. So I, so that was really the inspiration behind Emma and the story. And the title specifically, I was like, this is what she's wondering about. And I thought, you know, this is definitely something that will get people's attention. Um, so we went with it and it's yeah. definitely, you know, um, I'm, I, I assume you haven't been a 13 year old girl before, but if you have been a 13 year old girl, anyone has been a 13 year old girl, right. they can relate to these kinds of things, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what's that like? I know a lot of TV shows and movies try to capture the teenage essence. And I feel like it's everyone's doing it from artist renditions and memory, but like you are actually were in the trenches once as a teenager and second working with teenagers. What's changed from the time when we were kids to the next generation, whether they have to deal with what's the things that are the same throughout i mean i think the biggest change is the technology of it all um so like i mentioned i'm 32 i'm you know a hardcore millennial so like my teenage years were filled with aim at, you know chatting <laughs> online and um you know they always talk about how millennials like uh straddle that time before the internet but then also living within the internet like right. i had both but it's not, it wasn't, then it wasn't like it is now. And it's so much more ingrained in it, you know, the teenage experience these days. Um, so I, I pepper that into the book, you know, just in the realities of what life with all of that technology is. But, you know, the core of being a teenager, the angst and the heartbreak and the, you know, self-exploration, you know, it still hits. It's it it that that doesn't change no matter what technology you know we're experiencing. So yeah. I try to really you know bring bring those themes to life you know through her experiences and you know really just her daily experiences and oh yeah you know all that good stuff. When you were writing the book, and I'm sure there was parts where you uh, showed proof of concepts to anyone, those individuals, who was in your circle? Like, who gets to be in that inner circle to watch you struggle with the text and make chapters and throw chapters out and throw the whole thing away, but bring it back at the trash can? <laughs> Seriously, what a process. Um, 
Well, so it's kind of a funny story. Um, a lot of this is like very untraditional. So I started writing the book um, about four years ago when I left my teaching job. And I wrote most of the first draft in those couple months, like I mentioned before I started my new day job. And then I didn't touch it for three mm. years. And it like I and I, I didn't show it to anybody. I just I sat down here and I wrote my book and I talked to Emma and then I closed it. Yeah. And during the quarantine at the beginning of um, COVID in 2020, I was, you know, sitting at home and I was like, I I need something else in my life and kind of honestly it was the same thing that happened when I wrote the book where I, right. I felt like I needed something else to fulfill me and I was like I'm gonna open this book back up and I started reading it and I was like this doesn't suck <laughs> <laughs> so I was like okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something with this and I went to a networking event and stumbled upon a program called the book Cre book creators program with new degree prep um, a new degree press works with authors to do a hybrid publishing model. So mm -hmm. it's not traditional publishing um, and it's not self-publishing. It's like somewhere in between. Um, and the real, like the crux of it is that it's community powered publishing. So mm -hmm. I went through the first half of the program where, you know, I'm in a cohort with a bunch of other authors and we're, you know, getting on Zoom and doing library sessions and all writing together and, you know, having author circles and, you know, kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and working with an editor while we're doing that. Mm -hmm. And then um, now I'm in the, like the revision stage, you know, preparing for publication. And this is really the first time that I have shared my writing with anybody. <laughs> like, oh, wow. So it's yeah. been, I mean, for the, for the book specifically. Um, so I actually, this week I, I got um, beta reader feedback from um, some former colleagues of mine, some good friends of mine who, who were the first people to read it um, along with a couple of other people. Um, so it was scary, you know, yeah. because I've been holding Emma tight to my chest for a long, I'm, my mom hasn't read it yet. Like Ooh. it has been, <laughs> I know, well, she read, that's not true. That's not true. She's read the first chapter. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I should note to self, mom, I'm going to, if she's listening, mom, if you're listening, I am going to send it to you tonight. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's because like there, there is that, that, that struggle that we do when we write books and, and we, we hate life, but we love it. And we go through that. And well, if you didn't really have like any personal friends read your book, who'd you bounce that off of? Who got that dump? Do you internalize everything? Yeah. On the first draft. Yeah. It was just me. I, I know. And looking back, and now that I've been through this process, this like, you know, community based, um, like writing and publishing, how did I do that? I don't know how I did it. I was just like sitting literally in this chair that I'm in right yeah. now, sitting here by myself. It was so lonely. Like it could have been so much, just so much better, like than, than what it was. But on the other hand, I did it. I wrote yeah. the words. So. <laughs> I say this without any hint of like passive, but impressive. Cause I was like, I couldn't do this. <laughs> Mom, read my book. Tell me I don't suck. <laughs> That's I, will, awesome. I will tell you, I won't, 
I won't do it that way again. You know, if and when I write a second book, it I will not be doing it alone. Um, because I think like, you know, you asked about who you bounce ideas off of and who you shared those beginning drafts with. I wish I would have done that sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone that I have shared this with has had such wonderful feedback, you know, whether it's positive or constructive. You know, sure. um, I had a friend who beta read for me and caught like little details that neither me nor my editor had caught. Right. Um, so, you know, it's definitely, I wish I would have done it sooner. No, I, I totally understand that. It, it's, it's, I used to write pretty religiously and then I had a, a commercial and critical failure. <laughs> and so I stayed away from writing for a long time. But of course, like my most authors I'm coming across, it was like COVID going happening. You're like, well, I'm alone with my thoughts. And so this writing process was different because I had, even though it was self-published, it was more like a, a tiered approach of like one network of people, then the professional editing, another network of people, other professional editing. And uh, it's kind of interesting that like what I, the way I did it was very unique. So I feel like every author has their own fingerprint. So I was kind of like curious, how did you do yours? But that's pretty cool that mm-hmm. you realized the process and you had a cohort. That's pretty awesome as you made that happen. So uh, I was on, on TikTok, where you all have a presence, you know, doing TikTok dances and TikTok tips. Uh, my, my favorite, though, is when you were in writer's mode, where you snapped the finger and you had your wine and your Cheez-Its. Uh, I was looking for any more junk food tips when I want to get in the writing mode, any kind of combinations I'm missing out on. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the most important thing is your comfy clothes. You know, you can't be sitting in your work clothes doing your writing. Right. And you know, I mean, you mentioned it, the wine and the snack, the beverage and the snack, very, very important details to the writing yeah. process. Whatever <laughs> your beverage of choice is, whether it's wine or coffee or beer or tea or whatever, yeah. you got to have the right beverage. You know, you got to have the fuel. What's the, what's the second choice snack? Cheeses are sold out this week. What do you get instead? Oh, Cheez-Its are sold out. Um, I like a good trail mix, you know, a little salty and a little sweet. Respect. I'm but the same boat. First, first choice is definitely is definitely the Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> They're a classic snack. I love it. I can't, I can't knock that at all. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Gotta follow you on TikTok. I'll put the information in, in the uh, description below. Uh, one thing you. also about the digital presence is about building a following. Uh, it's one of the things the the sought after but hard to crack thing about just becoming a creative these days there is the creation process and then there's like the business part of making sure people see your creative process what's been your experience like of finding uh tribes people to buy into your product well it's funny that you mentioned tiktok off the bat because yes i am on the tiktok as i refer to it because yeah. that's where the youths are you know and i'm, I'm a ya writer i know i gotta be where the youths are <laughs> but um my my following on TikTok is small. <laughs> okay. But I you know I but I'm there and I'm I'm doing what I can. Um and I post a lot of the same things and a lot more on Instagram where I've had a little bit more um success with building a following. Um and just cuz I spend a lot more time there. Um so I I make more connections there. And I think that from what I've, I've gathered in, in my time, I think that's really the key because for a while I was like, I need to, I need to get more followers. I need to hit this certain number of followers and then, and then it'll be easy. That's, mm. No, 
no, that's crap. I need to connect with people and I need people to get to know me and my brand and, you know, what, what they're going to get when they follow me or read my book. And, you know, that's silly TikTok videos and cheeses and, you know, talking about writing and um, all of that kind of stuff. So I think that's what I've learned is most important is, you know, making those connect authentic connections with people and not trying not to worry about the numbers. I'm not going to pretend like I don't look at it sometimes. and like, <laughs> would be nice. Yeah, but I, I you know, that. we're just, <laughs> Uh, you, you you can oh, yeah. you can buy followers you can't buy a following and so i totally understand that there's a lot of people out there with fake accounts exactly. and, and other things and uh what's one thing that you've noticed from from your small tribe that said hey look you know they're engaging with me they they have showed me that they are down for the homie as we used to say um i just think i think and this kind of goes back to what i was saying before is just like the love and support that I have received. My current tribe is a lot of people that I already know. Um, but also like I've met so many people like in like the writing community on Instagram who are just so supportive and kind and, you know, such great cheerleaders, um, for each other, you know, anyone in the writing community has a success. I have a friend today who posted, um, her book cover and, you know, I'm seeing it all over a bunch of different people's stories that you know it's just it's it's a really supportive um community and i am really grateful to be part of it that is fantastic uh, the fact that you are engaged locked in uh which is great because i realize it, it is a bit of that capital there it's like if you're willing to give then you're willing to get back and it's kind of everyone kind of eats or everyone kind of grows and all that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh the book why won't my boobs grow and other annoyances uh when's the release date what's the launch look like how can people get a copy of that book yeah, so um, right now I'm I'm finishing up my revisions. It the manuscript is due to my copy editor February 25th. So we are, I mean, we're flying right now. We are working hard. Um, yeah. And so the uh, the soft launch is going to be May 1st. Um, and I'm hoping that I will have um, that we can do our hard launch by the end of May. I know that there's been some delays with the um like with printing and like paper shortages and all of that but i'm putting it out into the universe that may 30th will be the hard launch for why won't my boobs grow and other annoyances so um the book will be available on amazon and barnes and noble um i'm going to try and get it in some local bookshops to me um in the chicagoland area um but yeah those are the the major places that you'll be able to get it just in time for a summer reading list. Uh, Rebecca Carter, thank right. you so much for being on the show. If, if anyone was listening right now and are asking like, man, okay, I'm thinking about doing this. I want to become a writer. I don't know if I should. Uh, any advice for them? Do it. Jump in. Try it out. If you hate it, then that's fine. But you'll never know, you know. Um, you'll never know. And better to have tried and said no than to just wonder. Yeah. Mike drop. Thanks so much for being on the show. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Flobo.
Hey, before you go, just want to say my book, Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World, is now available on Amazon. You know, the concept of the book comes from when I graduated college and I wasn't impressed about my commencement speaker and what he had to say. And I said, I had some life experiences. Let me go back in time to a proverbial time machine and tell younger me things I learned as an adult. I share stories about the time where I almost died riding a motorcycle or the time where I had no money but decided to do a wedding in Italy, DJ a wedding in Italy to save my business and much, much more. Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World is available on Amazon. Just look for me at Global Voice. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.